0: not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 293 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I am your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining us on a very special night as we're going to be doing two Very exciting things. Number one, we will have Jim Goodman on, the Director of Wagering Development at Keeneland Racecourse. Keeneland's fall meet, always an unbelievable meet of stakes and great racing, starts next weekend. And we have Jim Goodman here in just a few minutes to talk briefly about all the wagering options at Keeneland Racecourse. And then there is a late pick five at Santa Anita on the West Coast. This Saturday, it's opening weekend, Santa Anita. Wow. What a fantastic late pick five, four stakes, preps for the Breeders' Cup, including the win-and-you're-in-awesome-again stakes. That's coming up right here on the HHH Racing Podcast. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Hit that notification bell because we have a lot of great shows coming up on this podcast. Everything you'd want to know about the Breeders' Cup will be right here, and you don't want to miss a thing. So please hit that notification bell so you know when new content will rise and smash. Please hit that like button, which will tell the YouTube algorithm to send people to the HHH Racing Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. You can follow me at my email there on the on my uh, name tag, at Kravitz. Excuse me, that's my Twitter, or X handle, uh, at H Kravitz. And then scrolling at the bottom of the screen, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. hkravitzhorse at gmail.com is my email. Questions, comments, concerns. We don't get as many um, comments below the video player, but below the video player, especially if you're watching this as a replay, and we have a lot of people that watch live. We also have many, many, many people. The watch as replays, either video or audio. Please comment below the video player on YouTube. Anything about the show, good things, things you don't like, uh, opinions you have on the races, we'd appreciate it. Uh, You can subscribe to our Power Picks. Look below the video player. Regular uh, Power Picks on Saturdays. We also now have Keeneland only, brand new this year. Keeneland-only power picks, ABC grids, spot plays, price plays, $3 all-turf pick three grids and selections. You do not want to miss. It's, it's very inexpensive, very profitable. Uh, look below the video player for, for for more information. And the Keeneland power picks are available on our website, hhhracingpodcast.com. Just to be clear, our regular Saturday Power Picks, which you now see on the screen, are available by going to patreon.com. Again, in the description below the video, video player, all the information. There's our website again, hhhracingpodcast.com. Pete Visco does a great job with that. All right. I think that takes care. Of, oh, there's one more thing. Instagram. We're on Insta, as the kids like to say. So hit us up on Instagram. Feel free to post something. We'd like to hear you. Instagram.com backslash HHH Racing Podcast. Please go ahead and follow us there on Instagram. Let's go ahead and see quickly. We got some people commenting here. We have a lot of people already in the chat. Matt Miller, I'll be showing your comment in just a minute. Uh, Same thing with Kyle Roscoe. Terry Frank from St. Louis met him at uh saratoga this past summer good evening everyone i've subscribed to keelan there you go terry keelan power picks already for terry main focus happy tnf what's up Maiden focus is here perhaps he's got some uh, we're not looking at any maiden races tonight but i'm sure he's got some great opinions on other races michael austin of course he's gonna be here because he's a west coast guy will craig uh hey guy can't wait i can't watch the show live that's okay will you can watch as a replay. Uh, thanks for commenting. Let's see here. Oh, here's a new name. Uh, Bedry Oak And if I mispronounce your name, uh, Bedry, I greatly apologize. Hello, everyone. Bedry, please say hello to Bedry, new to the show on our chat. Welcome. Appreciate that. And uh, let's see what else. Richard Avalar is here. Uh, oh, we've got Adam Morales is here. All right. We've got a lot of all the, all the important people and then some. Are here. Speaking of important people, let's bring in my wonderful co host. How was that? That was a pretty good transition from the East Coast of Maryland and proud father of a 12 year old now, Pete Fisco, and from the Saratoga Special and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the one and only Mr. Paul Halloran. Guys, how are we doing tonight?
1: What's up, gents? Proud father um, of a soon to be 32 year old.
0: Hey, well, happy birthday. That's pretty cool, for sure. Um, I've got Keelan in the background, and then we're going to switch over to Sanita in the background. Uh, I, I see the Keelan hat, Paul. I love it. I, I, I was going to bring a second hat with me here. I've got my Sanita gear on already, but uh, you know, I was going to switch in, in midstream. We're going to talk with uh, Jim Goodman, guys, here in just a minute uh, from uh, Keelan Racecourse. Uh, Paul, I know you've had the pleasure of meeting Jim. What an outstanding uh, – guy he is and a great job he does at Keeneland.
1: And it was definitely a pleasure because the first time I ever met Jim in person was the day of the grade one gamble. So Jim Jim and Keeneland holds a special place in my heart.
0: That was a pretty good day. And for those of you are wondering, we're just waiting for once Jim pops on here uh, in the background and in the green room, we'll, we'll bring him on. Uh, Pete, where do you fit Keeneland into your sort of wagering faves in terms of uh, meets? It's a very sh- a short meek short meet, excuse me, in the spring and summer or spring and fall. But boy, they are just jam packed with steak races. And I I personally love the racing at Keeneland.
2: Yeah, they they have great racing. I mean, for me, it's just I tend to just look at wherever the big days are. So the track isn't necessarily what track it's at isn't necessarily as important. I just kind of look and see what track are we on this weekend and which ones have the big days. And that's the ones I
0: tend to focus on.
2: So Keeneland, because they're so jam-packed. I always wind up playing them pretty consistently.
0: Yeah, they've got Fall Stars uh, weekend coming up a week from this weekend. Yours truly will be there along with Kyle Roscoe. And actually, he's bringing his whole family. Uh, Kyle Roscoe from Benton um, who's his mother is coming. His mother's never been to Keeneland. His father has. Not only that, guys, we're going to be uh, – I'll thank Jim Goodman when he comes on here in a second. We're going to be in the green room, which – Paul may know about that. I don't know, Pete, you don't. It's basically a a VIP sort of, it's made for like their VIPs and high rollers. And um, of course I'm not a high roller, but I like to think I'm at least a little important. Not about very important, but a little important. And um, it's just, it's it's a great place. It's sort of a little private area uh, and it's going to be fantastic. I will be there uh, cheering on a horse that we know pretty well, guys. A horse named Shards, hopefully cross our fingers on sunday in the indian summer and we got kyle roscoe shout out mama roscoe excited for next weekend absolutely uh kyle sean kane sean kane will be there also what's up sean how are you uh let's see here um just trying to see what else richard avalar said howard Sanita is my all-time favorite track I won the Malibu in 89 with Music Merci. Wow. Very cool. That's impressive. The Malibu in 1989. Uh, I was a uh, junior going to be senior in high school at that time. But that's pretty cool, Richard. So that's great. Brad Anderson is here also. Uh, Evening, gents. Uh, Keelan and the fall go hand in hand. Looking forward to the meet and having Jim join the show. Absolutely. Michael Austin loved Keelan. Uh it, it's fantastic. Main Focus has a comment about wagering, which we'll wait on Tom Espinoza. Hello, everyone. Sneaky in, can't watch live. Sandy always oh, drop. Tom Espinoza dropping some picks on us the for picks, I love late it. Tom. pick five. I love it. Uh he's got what three two seven in that uh eight three two, sorry, the first race. The eight Speed horse the first leg. Wow, that's a name. That was a name we haven't seen in a while, guys. Excited to have yes, that It's a tough call. Now. Absolutely. So um, I'm sort of delaying here. I don't have actually I don't have Jim Goodman's phone number. Actually, do you have his phone number, uh, Paul?
1: You know what? I don't know. I'm going to check. I I don't. I don't think I do. do.
0: While Jim is looking that up, Pete. um, Oh, Jim said he's backstage. But he's not Backstage. He's probably on a, he's
2: probably backstage on a different show that he think, think, yeah. thinks well, he thinks he could
0: be. I wonder if I up. <laughs> All right. So, I, uh,
2: there goes your VIP room access. Yeah, power. really? Maybe, maybe they'll no, let know. I email. we we'll right. get his number. That would be a reference. very
0: rare, that'd be a very rare mistake because I almost never do that. Uh, Pete and Paul, why don't you guys, as we're waiting here, um, chat about uh, what you saw at San Nita for the pick five, just in general, no specific picks. And I'm going to email, I'm going to email right now, Go uh, Jim Goodman, because there's a mistake one way or another here. It looks like speaking. Keelan, oh, oh, sorry. I was
2: just going to say, speaking of Keelan real quick, I me, Nick and Mike, the guys you met at, saratoga we're we're actually planning a 2024 trip to keeneland that's going to be we're going to try and do a different track that none of us have ever been to so i'm excited for that
1: can i I make a recommendation Pete? go the the weekend of the grade one gamble
2: you know i was thinking that i was trying i was supposed to come up with dates and i have been lazy with doing that so april 15th ish that sounds like a good time, too. That sounds like a perfect, a perfect time. Will you be, will uh, I you can be tell defending? you what it is because I've had my hotel booked for quite a while. I was going to say, are you defending your title, obviously? Um. Well, I, I you know, I'm going <laughs> to. You're going to
1: try. <laughs> we'll see. I said defend. I'm, I, I'm I going to participate know. again. Participate. I'm going to participate, Pete.
2: Does the champion uh, get does the champion get free entry or anything? Or do you have to no I end? don't
1: think so? No, there was there was plenty of perks that went with that. So uh, <laughs> I think Pete, it's the 13th. Okay.
2: Well actually I'll, 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 suggest, I'll suggest that as a day. So let's talk about can, the, the sequence yeah. real quick. would you, you what I do thought you think? it was a
1: pretty good I thought it was a good sequence, Pete. Um you know that second leg is tough, you know, with that maiden. That race is no really, not only a maiden special, but a Calbred special, uh, maiden special. Yeah. Um, you know, you could look at some double pre- will pays, which, which may help. But I'll be honest with you, looking at that race, Pete, and I did probably spend more time on that race than I did on any race in the sequence. I'm pretty sure the morning line favorite in that race is in the, seven to two range, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 So the will pay, the probables might not help you that much (laughs) unless, unless if someone's taking an inordinate amount of money on that type of spread on the morning line, then yes, that, that would help you. But boy, Pete, I thought that race was tough. I went, we'll talk about it. I was four deep and, Would like to be deeper, to be honest with you. But the stakes are good. The stakes are good. The stakes are, they're competitive.
2: Yeah. The weird, the weirdest thing about this weekend looking, there's so many like races you would think are Breeders' Cup sort of prep races, except that there's not that many horses. What's the one disappointment was I'm like, when I'm looking at these, there's not that many horses that I look at and think, oh, I could see myself playing that horse to win a Breeders' Cup race aside from like, Cody's Wish and then the Rebel, the Hirsch The Hirsch actually has some, some ones that can yeah. make some noise. Readers oh. Cup Weekend. Like the Let's Cody's hope it wish stays race. on turf, by the yeah, way, Pete. Oh, is it? Is the weather looking bad? I didn't even check. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course. It's, of course. It's, it's the East Coast
1: and it's a weekend. Of course, the weather's looking bad. Howard, do you have anything to report while Pete and I, I are I carrying do. the show I, as I usual? A, I, <laughs>
0: listen, I, it's been a long major host fail i actually sent him the wrong link i sent him i sent him a link to bett and boozing which i don't think i've done that in over a year but jim was of course very gracious he now has the link i know pete i deserve it i deserve it he has the link oh, guys and jim goodman will be on here any minute now so we appreciate everyone's patience there uh they're gonna run the joe hirsch on the turf guys i mean they, they,
1: they have to. That's hope so yeah
0: yeah I, I think everything else might be off the turf but i mean uh, yeah they're gonna, they're gonna run that race on the turf and i don't know if you guys here comes jim right now uh jim if you can hear me give me a thumbs up please sir in the background there all right awesome we're gonna be on jim right now they have to run those races you know on the turf otherwise they're gonna have bad fields anyway thanks everyone for being patient let's bring on Right now, the director of wagering development at Keelan Racehorse, I consider him a friend and a friend of the show. Just an incredible guy, does an incredible job at Keelan Racecourse, and he's still here because he's being very patient because I screwed up. So let's bring him on. Jim Goodman. Jim, how are you doing tonight, sir?
3: Great. I wasn't going to blame that on you, Howard, uh, but I I was going to blame it on Paul, but yeah. We, uh, oh, wow. Jim, we were going to blame it on him. Don't worry. Right. Yeah,
2: we, don't worry about that.
3: How you doing, Jim? Jim? I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I've been dealing with um, sports wagering all day since we launched That's the right. sports, sports wagering in Kentucky today. So we're partnering with Caesars. So I've learned a whole lot about the sports wagering out today. <laughs> is, is it at Keeneland, Jim? Do you have wagering right there? No, we partnered with Red Mile. So okay. we do yep. the, the HHR there, the Historic Horse Racing Correct. So yeah. Modified part of the old clubhouse. we got a really nice, fairly small sports book, but it's really good. A lot of a lot of energy. And, and so we're sending people there during the live meet. We're going to have uh, activations points for those guys uh, that want to sign up for the app. So we're uh, we're doing well. Red Mile is very busy. It's a great location. It's right off the UK campus, a mile from downtown. So, yeah, it's really good. Good to see hey. you.
0: And great harness racing there. I, I'm a harness racing fan as well. So. The Grand
3: Circuit started today, as a matter of fact. Yeah. There
0: you go. Big time yeah. stakes there and drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I'm sure you're well aware of this, but that gentleman on the bottom right-hand side of the screen, the current grade one gamble champion. As as- uh, from, at Keelan Racecourse, And let's just transition right into some contests very really quick, Jim. We'll get into the wagering yeah. in, in a second, but you know, um, we're big fans of contests here. And I wanted, before we get into the, the, the specifics on contests, I, we are going to show you some, uh, comments at the bottom of the screen, Jim, as always on this show. And I've won from someone, you know, very well, if I can get it up, here in just a second, who is currently having dinner right now, but you see on the bottom of the screen, Matt Miller jumped into the chat <laughs> yeah. before dinner to make sure to say hi to Jim Goodman. I'll be watching on delay once dinner is over. Looking forward to seeing you soon, my friend, as the BCBC crew, Jim, is on its way to Santa Anita. Myself, Matt Miller, Brad Anderson, Drew Coatney, and this guy on the bottom right-hand corner who qualified for the BCBC.
3: Great it is amazing that this connection with, I mean, Matt Miller, uh, talked to me, you know, prior to his big win out at, at, on the West coast. And, um, uh, and then all the connections between Brad and you guys and Paul winning my contest last year was absolutely, or this spring was absolutely great. And, uh, obviously I'm thrilled for you guys. And, and, uh, it, it, it promotes our contest world to see that it really does pay to pay contest. And, uh, I think Drew Courtney would testify to that as well.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, for sure. We got, uh, let's see, we have uh, Robbie Courtney. Hello, Robbie. We have a lot of new names. It's so awesome. We see mm-hmm. some new names here on the chat. He'll be at the BCBC. What's going on, Robbie? And says hello to you. I have so much respect for you, Jim Goodman. So a lot of the Jim Goodman fan club is out tonight. And also uh, before we get to contests, I just want to mention before we get uh, Kyle Roscoe will be at Keeneland next weekend as long as well as myself and Jim I cannot thank you enough for taking I want to say this publicly for taking care of myself um, also uh, Kyle Roscoe's uh, parents as well it's first class all the way Pete and Paul that's what I love about Keeneland people like Jim the hospitality is absolutely the top of the top in the country along with the wagering uh, and the product as well so thank you Jim for all that
3: Appreciate that. Glad to do it. It's actually for Kyle's fiance. It's not for you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Well, listen, smart man. We appreciate it. who it's for, but we it.
3: He's he's a very lucky man. So uh, he sure uh, is. I actually corresponded with him a couple times today.
0: Yeah. Great. I'm fantastic uh, Kyle's fiance. Jim, contests. Let's real quick, let's go through a few things. We'll just be very brief to you tonight. Appreciate your time. Talk first about what contests are available at Keelan this fall meeting. Okay, we got two contests.
3: Uh, our main contest is Saturday the 14th, and that's my $3,500 BCBC NHC Challenge, which is exactly the same format as the Grade 1 Gamble. We started that, we started Grade 1 Gamble probably 14 years ago, and then we followed that up with a fall contest. Tim Schramm from Breeders' Cup talked to me about getting something done for BCBC spots. So uh, we've put a bunch of BCBC spots together for the, over the years. We usually give away six in that contest. So... Uh, same format as the contest that Paul won in the spring, um, $3,500, $2,500 is uh, bankroll, uh, 400 bucks a race times five. And you got to bet your whole bankroll. And uh, it's available uh, at Keelan and every ADW that had in those contests. So HPI in Canada, along with TVG, 4NJ bets, uh, Naira bets and express bet. So um, we had 200 and I think Paul, you beaten 293 people. Is that about right? I I'm going to that- say 252, Jim, but if you want to say 290, you go right ahead. I think my record's 293. And then uh, Brian at Monmouth beat me just a little bit. He had over 300 in his contest in the Pick Your Prize contest. Of course, it's a $1,500 contest, so my handle was better. Um, so, <laughs> And the prizes were better for Paul than they were out at, at, at Monmouth. So we got a little uh, game going on. But I hope to have 250, 260 in this contest. And if we do, we'll give away six BCBCs, 10 NHCs, and probably first place, will be in the neighborhood of fifty to $60,000. Wow, nice yeah. contest. Now well, on Friday, prior to that, we'll do a $400 contest for all the people who show up early, and you can buy up to four entries. It's a $250 bankroll. Uh, bet it pretty much any way you want inside the race. So it's very simple. I'll give away one BCBC and up to four NHCs in that one. Jim, the Wednesday, Saturday
1: yeah. contest, you can play online, right?
3: Yes, all those places we talked about, yeah. Yeah, Um, Prior prior to COVID, you had to be here, but once COVID hit and we had to do all online, everybody loved that so much, it's hard for me to get out of that habit. I love to have people at the the track, uh, as Paul was, but um, you know, some people can't travel. It's a lot less expensive and a lot easier to do it online, so we have a a hybrid just like BCBC is.
0: And the Friday contest is in person, though, correct?
3: Correct. It's only in person, Right.
0: right? Okay. Um, let's talk also. The contests are great. I know many people are going to be involved in those contests, and why wouldn't you? Because well, just ask Paul Howard. and I think I'll tell you how wonderful. Is Tarabi running uh, next weekend, Paul? Which we find out? <laughs> for Charissa I don't think Bowie? Tarabi's
1: run since, and that's just <laughs> fine with me. Tarabi did his job.
0: Jim, let's talk about some of the wagering um, options that are available at Keelan. And I know there's two things that you want to mention specifically. The $3 all-turf pick three is just a fantastic bet. It's so good that I believe Sam Nita has now stolen from you. Okay. Uh, and also the 15% low takeout at Keen. Let's first talk about the $3 all-turf pick three, whether people are familiar with it or not. It's a great bet. And good friend of the show and friend of mine personally, Matt Bernier from FanDuel, one of his best scores of the year was in the spring with a very nice $3 all pick three that I think he hit several times. Talk about that bet and where it actually, how it actually started, Jim.
3: It started with talking of, with players like you. Um, uh, Jonathan Kenshin was one of them. Uh, a couple other guys that, that joined in that were looking for higher minimum wagers. Uh, a lot of people who play serious money uh, are not really for that 50-cent pick four or that 50-cent pick three or that 10-cent superfecta especially. So one of the things we talked about was a $5 double or something like that. And I just looked at our turf racing and I looked at our full fields and how our handle is so much better on turf racing than it is dirt. And I felt like that a $3 pick three with the turf races would be a, a challenge from a handicapping standpoint and it would also pay well. And that's what you want. You want to say, hey, this paid $3,000 yesterday for a $3 bet uh, and it can't be watered down. The CAWs do not play it because it's not sequential races, so it's all retail. Uh, we average between we, we have between 100,000 and 200,000 in the pool, depending on what what day it is. So it's a substantial pool, and um, I just I just like it from a standpoint of offering an option to somebody who doesn't want to play the regular pick three and who also wants to tie non-sequential races together. So that's something that's unique. Um, and turf racing, obviously, is uh, when we have good weather here at Keeneland, it's the best racing anywhere. So uh, that's the reasons we did it. Uh, I wish I'd copyrighted it so I would get a piece of Santa Anita's handle. <laughs> uh, so, but we, we kept the 15 percent and that's very important. Um, every every new wager we've done, we do the pick five a number of years ago. We put it 15 percent and we did this at 15 percent. And you see what the biggest growing handle is. If you look at pick five handle for the last five years, it has grown threefold at least. And people look at the pick five payoffs at a 15% takeout versus a pick four at a, in our case, a 22% takeout in you know, California's case, 23.6. So um, the 15% along with the, the lure of the pick five payoffs also increase the lure of the the allure of the pick three. And that $3 minimum knocks out a lot of people who are just playing 50 cent minimums. So it pays well. It usually pays well over the parlay.
0: Uh, A recent issue that I want to bring up at other tracks, not Keeneland, not many tracks, but a few tracks, Mm -hmm. is if someone plays the all-turf pick three gym and there's a, a, a rainstorm and one of those races is rained off, Please correct me if I'm wrong. Do they get an all button or would there be a consolation for that leg?
3: Okay. Our pick three rules um, are if it's rained off in the middle of the sequence, they get all. Okay. The only only kicker is that let's say it's rained off and the last leg of the pick three has 12 horses in there. You're going to get a consolation for the horses that scratch. You're going to get an all for the horses that run. And that's different than a pick four. And you guys are all nodding because you understand it. But that's really hard to hard to explain to a novice because the pick four and pick five and pick six have a post time favorite migration and the pick three doesn't. So I'll get calls and say, hey, I had 12 horses to pick three. Yeah, but six of them scratched. So you get a consolation payoff for those six and you get an all for the other six interesting What we do at Keeneland is we try our best not to do that, and I, unless we have a sudden rainstorm, knock on wood, we haven't had to do it the last four meets. So uh, hopefully we won't do that. I think that's one of the worst things that can happen to a horse player, is that you handicap for a sequence, and all of a sudden they take it off in the middle of the sequence, and you're just stuck with horses you didn't want.
0: Nah, for sure. There
3: is no better rule because if you if you noticed Parks the other day. They didn't give, you know, they didn't do anything and that's their rule. And that's okay. I always tell a horse player, you have to know the rule before you make the bet yeah. because it's up to you to understand that if you have crazy weather, then, okay, I know at Keeneland, I'm going to get an all, but at parks, you're going to get what you got. You're going to, the horses that you handicap for turf, they take it off and now you got them for dirt. So you have to handicap, according to the rules and i'm not criticizing parks i don't but i think it illustrates the people that complain about the migration complained more about the parks rule
0: fair enough uh before we move forward the aforementioned uh kyle roscoe's fiance Emma, is something in the chat there, Jim? Hey, Jim, what a fantastic shout-out. You are just too sweet. Oh, Emma, isn't yeah. that nice? I'm going to say see you yeah. again next weekend. So shout-out there from Emma Newhouse, Kyle Roscoe's uh, fiancé. I want to make sure I give Pete and or Paul I, – I, I didn't actually ask you guys if you had questions for Jim, but I want to ask one or two other quick things before I do that. Peter or Paul, any quick questions for Jim and Keelan?
2: I actually had one quick one based on something you say. Hey, Jim, nice to, nice to meet you officially. Now that you said you're getting more acquainted with the sports betting side, uh, it may be early in the process, but have you learned anything in terms of either takeout or or wagering in Mm -hmm. general from the sports betting side that you think you can use or learn from for the racetrack betting side?
3: Yeah, obviously the takeout is last on a sports bet. Um, And I personally, and I feel like that we as a track are very much in favor of, of a lower takeout. Um, and that is you know, reflected in the fact that we do the 15% takeouts. Uh, I think takeout for the industry across the board is too high. And we as an industry need to address that. And I think as sports wagering gets more prevalent I think the players are going to determine what we wind up doing because we're hoping that a lot of handle doesn't migrate over to sports betting. But if you take a look at the bet and you're taking you're, you're at a five to 10% takeout versus a 25% takeout on a super at some tracks. Yeah. It's, it's pricing. It's um, you know, I still love horse racing. I'm always going to love horse racing. I'm never going to migrate over to sports betting and I would imagine that the people I'm talking to here will not as well. But I think if you look at the younger generation that's grown up with sports betting, they look at it as something, first of all, it's easy, that's easily learned. You can, you can open that app and you can be proficient in it in 10 minutes. How long does it take to get proficient reading a racing form? So we, we have that battle to fight as well as a takeout fight. So I think we as an industry certainly need to look at what our takeout rates are.
0: And Jim, the great comment from one of our uh, excellent fans and excellent handicapper made in focus, a rising tide floats all boats. And I know that's a big theme of Peter Thomas out within money media and, and, and also uh, us here at the podcast that if you can increase you know, sports betting, you can increase horse racing, betting, etc. cetera. And just uh, there, there's a market out there. It just has to be reached.
3: Yeah, and one thing we've done at Red Mile, our our retail place, is at Red Mile, and we've integrated horse racing and sports betting. So, when Caesars came in to outfit the area we're using, we put uh, horse racing terminals in there as well. We have certain TVs on horse racing, and we also put sports terminals up on our simulcast floor. So we've got where if you want to come in and focus on horse racing, but you can walk ten steps basically and bet sports. Same thing downstairs in the sports bar. So. Uh, we, we try to work it together. We, we know in Kentucky that horse racing is number one. Sports betting only came about because of horse racing. And it's only at racetracks. That's the only place you can have a, um, uh, a brick and mortar place in Kentucky. So uh, we're never gonna lose sight of horse racing in Kentucky. I can promise you that.
0: We've got a lot of great questions uh, mm-hmm. in the chat. And I'm gonna ask you one more question, Jim. We'll take a. Please keep sending questions in the chat. And we'll get Jim to answer them, and we'll let you go. My question about the pick five, Jim, um, I, I love the horizontal betting, of course. There's a 50-cent pick five available at Keeneland. They usually have two of them, one early, one late. My, my, my question to you, Jim, is a lot of people do not know that at Keeneland and I believe Gulfstream, I'm not sure where else, there is four out of five that pays out. My question is um, – Why did you folks decide to pay out four out of five? What was the impetus behind that? And do you recommend that for other tracks?
3: That's a very good question. I get the bigger the player, the more they complain about that. (laughs) The smaller the player, the more they love that. So somewhere in the middle, I don't know what the right answer is, but I'll tell you the reason that we did it. Keeneland was the first track in Kentucky to offer a pick five. And so when the racing commission, we have to send in our rules, to the racing commission, and I basically mirrored my pick six rules and just changed the five, six to a five and the five to a four. I made a decision totally uninformed at the time. And this was 12 years ago, I guess, that I think that it's good that if somebody gets four out of five, they get enough consolation that they at least break even. And they turn that money back. That's, that's the total decision process that I had. It's it may be flawed for a big player, but the big player, if he hits a ticket and he might have 16 to 20 24 out of fives. So it's not really a 25 percent reduction in what he pays. It might be a, what it pays. It might be a 10 percent reduction. So the track has to look at a situation where would I rather have you hit one for fifty thousand dollars and take the entire pool or would I rather you have it for thirty seven five and take that twelve five and divide it among 300 people. Right. So I think when you argue that way, from a track standpoint and from a small player standpoint, it's an effective tool. The other side of it is, if I'm the guy that hits it, I'd much rather have 50 grand than 37.5. So I can see both ways, but I hope that explains a little bit how I came up with it. You've got to... You've got to come up with new rules. And when Churchill implemented the pick five at at Churchill, they basically copied what fairgrounds was already doing and they had no consolation. And that's why it it didn't happen at Churchill. And they also, when they implemented at Churchill, if I recall correctly, they had no, they had no um, um, carryover provision. So it couldn't carry over Mm -hmm. from a track standpoint, that's really not a very good decision. So when Gary Palmasano got to Churchill Gary and I talked about it and he agreed that that was not. So now they do have a carryover provision. So I know a lot of people on Twitter think we don't think about stuff like that, but trust me that we do. And and we look at it from not only the track standpoint, but for player standpoint,
0: I, I personally, I'd say I'm a medium better. I mean, I'm not a, a you know, a, I don't bet thousands of dollars on a card, but I also don't mm-hmm. bet 50 bucks on a card either. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I personally think it's good, Jim. I think giving back, uh, that four out of five, and as you mentioned, the churn that that will bring people back is important. And people, you know, just I think the more people that can actually have money in their pocket, uh, the more people, not necessarily the more money, for the higher betters. I think is definitely right. the way to go. I have one question for you, Jim, and then we'll let you go unless Peter sure. and Paul have a, uh, a question or comment. This is from Jeff Amster on the bottom. Jim, setting aside fixed odds. Why haven't the tracks tried to partner with the sports books to offer head-to-head and similar type bets for horse racing?
3: I know I can only answer in Kentucky. Um, it's regulatory. You're you're mixing paramutual and fixed odds, is you're basically playing against the house rather than paramutually. That's a that's a barrier. I'm not sure that that barrier is insurmountable, um, but I the head-to-head that we've tried from a param standpoint. If you remember, they tried it Breeders' Cup a number of years, didn't get much handle, uh, way low compared to other wagers, and they dropped it. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think I, one thing I've learned about sports wagering in the in the small time I've had the, the um, app is that the the basic Um, in-game betting and the changing of the odds. And I'll give you an example. The other day, Alabama was minus seven. And one of my customers had bet Alabama. And at halftime, that dropped to minus two and a half because they were down one point. So you could get Alabama minus two and a half at home against Ole Miss. And I did it. (laughs) And I won because they won by 14. I was right one time in my life, but that's not available in horse racing right now. So that that's a key thing that I think that sports wagering could wind up influencing horse racing. But I think when you mix pair and fixed odds, that's very difficult.
0: Well, being in focus, who, who, Specializes with maidens, said he'd crush. I'd see on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> I would crush those head-to-head horse matchups, and please do that with firsters because he's, you know, he's one of those okay. guys that deep dives into pedigrees and workouts and everything. Jim, listen, yeah. we really agree. Uh, greatly appreciate your time. Pete and Paul, anything? Uh, last uh, thoughts or questions for Jim?
1: No, no just. No, Jim. It occurred to me today, believe it or not, for the first time listening to you, that because I did win my entry to the BCBC in your contest, that I guess I technically will be representing Keeneland out there. So I will be, I will be going in Keeneland uniform,
3: Jim. Uh, you, you need to do that. Uh, nothing could make me happier than somebody who qualifies at Keeneland going ahead and, and making the, yeah. the 400 grand that you're going to make at BCBC.
1: I might wear a Cody's Wish hat on Saturday, but I'll have my Keeneland hat at the ready.
3: Okay. Oh, he's
1: running Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, he's, he's running this Saturday.
1: I'm, go- I'm going down to Aqueduct this Saturday to watch him run. Yeah. And uh, we suspect we'll see him in the dirt mile if everything goes well.
3: Uh, keep my fingers crossed. Uh, that's a great story. That, that would help horse racing a lot, Beside the fact that it's so good for Cody and his family. So yep. that would be a great Absolutely. story.
0: Jim, we really appreciate your time again. I apologize for the the link issue, but I look forward to seeing no you next weekend. I look forward to seeing yeah. uh, what Misty and Jesse and everyone in the green room that takes care of everyone uh, oh, so yeah. well, and of course, look forward to seeing you, my friend, at beautiful Keelan Racetrack in Lexington, Kentucky next yeah. weekend. Thanks for coming on, Jim. We really thank appreciate you, Jim.
3: It. You're welcome, guys. Thanks, Have a great night. Care. Bye, bye-bye, see Jim. everybody. Okay. All thanks. right. Bye
0: bye. All right. There you go, guys. I mean. You know, he's so knowledgeable, and I'm glad he brought up the fact that there's so many different wagers out there. These guys, that's their job, Pete, is to deep dive into these wagers and figure out what works best for them. That's how they make their living. That's how a track runs.
2: Yeah, all that does is make me wish I had a bit different career path because that'd be much <laughs> more fun than my job. So <laughs> I hear ya. Well, yeah, guys, sports betting, just...
1: sports betting is a whole other frontier. It's it's. It's, sure, you know, it's because easy. of the immediacy, because you can bet, you know, literally, you know, a hundred times the same game if you want. It's a whole new world, but I like the fact that in Kentucky, you can only, the bricks and mortar places are only racetracks. I like that. Yeah. That is good. That's I a great like idea. That.
0: Guys, let's go to Santa Anita. We've got a big pick five uh, to cover. I already switched the uh, background there to beautiful San Anita, Acadia, California. There's... Major Breeders' Cup preps throughout the country this weekend, including Europe as well, which I mentioned on the show. If you didn't join us Tuesday, there's Breeders' Cup prep races in Europe Friday morning, Saturday morning, uh, Sunday morning. I hear there's a big golf event in Italy also this weekend, uh, which if you <laughs> might set that alarm clock well or stay up wherever you are in the country, because I think first tee, I believe, is 1230 a.m. Central Standard Time here. When uh, those boys are going to kick it off in Europe for the Ryder Cup, but let's get to the great. Pick oh, Mr. Five. Kravitz, Mr. Yes. Kravitz, yes. this is one
1: of your students. May I be excused to go to the bathroom, and I'll come oh. right back.
0: <laughs> of course, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Paul. I, I, I don't even have to write you a pass for that. All right, uh, that's the first on the show, I think, Pete. That is, that is first. Yes, I'm not. I'm not going to wait. We went. We went. We went along, but we'll we'll sort of go slowly here. The first race, Pete, of the Pick Five. On Saturday at San starts in race six. It's the San Anita Sprint Championship. It's a grade two. You see, it's a field of nine. And the morning line favorite is a horse that a lot of people know who's a very talented sprinter, had a heartbreaking loss uh, in the 21 Breeders' Cup at Del Mar, uh, is the nine to five favorite, Dr. Shival for Glatt. And Hernandez, let me go bring up the banners we're seeing for the first time, and we are all somewhat similar. We got a lot of threes and twos in here. Paul, can have you go first? You are going to favor Dr. Scheivell in this race.
1: Yeah, and I was on Dr. Scheivell. That was a tough beat, Howard. I would agree with you. Uh, the chosen—I have to admit—the chosen Vron was a little better than I thought. I thought he was—he was very good, but um, a, a little too good for my liking in that race, but. I, I am a big Dr. Shival fan. Uh, the horse it, it shows up all the time. Loves Santa Anita, and it's one of the things I was going to say, Pete, when we were killing time while Howard was trying to correct his sending out the wrong link. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring that up. Um, but uh, <laughs> there are plenty of horses in this sequence, Pete. When you look at their running lines at Santa Anita, I wrote HFC, which I put in my notes, Horse for Course. I must yep. have written that 10 times. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And this it's is fun. one of them. And, and we talk about the difference between
2: how horses run between Santa Anita and Del Mar, and I'm sure we'll touch on that on a few Big of time. And,
1: and, you know, it, Del Mar is one of those places, not unlike Keeneland Howard, as you know. You know, some horses love it and, and some horses don't. And all. I, let's just go back to the great Arrogate who is a Hall of Famer and one of the great horses of our lifetime who didn't like it at all at Del Mar. So anyway, but I, I do, I do like Dr. Shival. Uh I, I think uh, he's in the right spot here. I think that although Arabian Lion next door is a, is a fairly tough customer. I, I'm not sure Arabian Lion is going to be quite as sharp at six, but, but I, I do think the speed on the outside uh, you'll see I use Spirit of McKenna and Howard. We have a lot of a lot of chatter in the chat, so to speak, about Speedboat Beach, who I think is a really tough call in this race. But I am a Dr. shival fan. I think he gets a, a good trip from in there. J.J. Hernandez is the top jockey out there. And, uh, you know, he, he was a neck off last time in a very tough beat. I think he gets it done Saturday.
0: He's got a big shot. He's going to get a good trip. He's nine to five. I have zero interest in betting on the wind end at nine to five, but he right. is an A for me. I'm assuming he's an A also uh, for Pete as Pete has him second as well as I do. Pete, you and I are going to go with Arabian line as Pete, as Paul, as, excuse me, as Paul mentioned. Um, the last race, we all know what happened. It was of course the tragedy with New York thunder. I don't know what happened to Arabian line. I don't know if it was the ship, if it was the, if it was the wet surface, You can't say it's the seven furlongs. I'm going to give that horse a little bit of a pass. I think he is prime and ready to go. And I'd love the turn back for this horse because I don't think he needs the lead in this race.
2: No, and that's what I like about him. He's tactical. And the one thing about that race was Arabian Lion and Fort Bragg, the two Baffert horses, both ran pretty out of character for themselves, at least for this year. So my thought was, was it the track surface? Did it just, and for Arabian lion, Arabian lion was sitting on a hot pace chasing New York thunder, which is no, you know, which is no easy feat. So everything might have gone against Arabian lion that day, which is why I just really like this horse in general. I just think he's talented and he's not, excuse me. He's not the typical Baffert, just a pure speed has to get the lead kind of horse. I like that he can be tactical that race two back where he beat a pretty good field in the Woody Stevens. I think that's the kind of trip he gets here because there's no way a horse like Speedboat Beach most likely isn't going to the lead. So I just think he's tactical enough and, and talented enough. But, you know, it's your first time against Elders, so that's never easy the first time out. But I just think he's really talented.
0: And not only that, Pete, I think he's better tracking. I know he's one on the lead, but his best race was the Woody Stevens when I thought he was super impressive. Tracking on the inside, if you guys recall yeah. that day. I think he's going to we, let we've mentioned Speedboat Beach and Michael Austin and main folks are having a little argument right now in the chat, which I love. Uh I've seen some workouts of Speedboat Beach on tape. Man, is he fast. I mean, he's just so naturally fast. I mean, he ran a 104 first time out. He was a big story if you guys remember, of course, last year. People wondered why did he go on turf. He, Bob's got him back to dirt. I don't like him in this spot, personally. I'm using him defensively, but I think the plan here for the Baffert camp is for Espinoza to send hard, obviously, and then you got Speedboat Beach and, excuse me, Fort Bragg and Arabian Liar are going to sit. I think that's going to work well for, for both of those, frankly, Pete.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I was puzzled as much as anyone as to why you you break a track record in your debut with a one Oh four buyer, you know, time form didn't love it as much, but it was pretty close. But, and then why you go to the turf, the next three and, And and he had a couple of wins, but they weren't nearly as dominant and and as impressive. And then he's been on the shelf. So we just, you know, sometimes with a Baffert horse, a horse happens and comes and goes and you never hear from him again. But this one's back. I mean, he's working lights out, like you said. So who the hell knows? I I could never leave him off my ticket, especially if you get double digit odds.
0: Their spirit of McKenna, I just want to show everyone that, that Paul likes a little bit who ran some big figs in the spring has not come back to those but maybe this horse just wants santa anita so that's very possible and i'll just very quickly also show uh fort bragg who some people guys have mentioned in the chat this is a horse they like i don't know if fort bragg is a six long horse guys that's i'm a little bit against him i've got him third i I'm definitely gonna use him but of of the three bafferts to me arabian lion is pretty clearly the best of the three at this distance Pete, you would obviously agree, but using the uh, Fort Prag also, Pete.
2: Yeah, I like the source. I mean, if nothing else, that that beating Saudi Crown Two back has been has been pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, I was thinking yeah. for a better word than that, but yeah, it's it's yeah. flattering is the word I was looking for. It go. it definitely has flattered his form. And again, you don't know. Last time was his first time on an off track, and he just didn't take to it. And you're right, though. Will this be a little sharp for him? You're not really sure, but. If it does heat up up front, he's usually pretty tactical and should work out a decent trip.
0: And for people that are thinking, and I mentioned this Tuesday, guys, without knowing the entries, I mentioned we talked about the Breeders' Cup Sprint a little bit. Bob is going to be sending some horse in that race. There's going to be speed in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. So if everyone thinks Echo Zulu is just going to roll and win by five, she might win that race if she goes against the boys, which is the plan. She's gonna have to work for it, guys. There's just absolutely no way in California Bob Baffer is gonna let East Coast horses roll. To lead without at least getting a challenge. So that's gonna be fascinating to see Definitely which a the target Bafferts-
2: for elite power to run at for sure. Yeah, Definitely absolutely. decent and, targets for elite power.
0: And Paul, it be interesting <clears throat> to see which of those Bafferts go in the sprint, uh similar to what's happening Saturday, and which maybe go in the dirt mile, because certainly Arabian Line andor Fort Bragg could stretch out into the Breeders' Cup dirt mile and face Cody, and those would be formidable opponents as well.
1: Yeah, it it will be interesting how to see who goes where, but uh, uh, he can send who he wants. Uh, yep. Between Echo <laughs> Zulu, they're running for third after Echo Zulu and Elite Power in the spread. so he can send all. He can take his yep. whole barn and walk them all over.
0: I would I would agree with you. <laughs> Let's go on to the next race, guys. I'll put the banners up actually right away. There's our banners, and let me go ahead and put up the race. You know, I looked at. Let me put this back on screen. You ever wonder when, like, the racing secretary sitting there saying, "Hmm, what race should I put in to, to separate the?" <laughs> I know, Pete. I agree with you. What race should we put in to separate these monster beers Cup race? Hey, let's put in a Calbred six and a half furlong, not down the hill, maiden turf sprint. I yeah. With all horses, why who couldn't it be the first leg?
1: Why couldn't it be the first leg?
0: I, I love. Well, there aren't a lot of first time starters. I just, yeah, why couldn't it no. be earlier in the card? We yeah,
1: but be. we could at least see who's taking action.
0: Well, Paul, why not put in a nice allowance race there? I don't, listen, I love Sandia. They do a great job. I'm not here, we're not here to rip on the racing secretary. Just, I don't know. I, I'm a little bothered that it's not a higher quality allowance race or maybe put a main special you know, a two-year-old race where you can see the doubles or the, I don't know. Anyway, let's just look at the race because it's a tough race. And it's the second leg of the pick five. Like I said, six and a half, it's on the flat. It's not down the hill. Uh, California Breds, two-year-old Phillies, maidens, huge field of 11. Moylein favorite is the number 11, Safa. not Safi, Safa for Gary Studi. <laughs> And Tiago Pereira, let's go to you, Paul. You're going to go with one of these firsts, or maybe that's why you were sort of complaining, although we will be able to see the odds indirectly, Paul, when you see the probable will page. You're going with the firster, are Sansi Prancelot for Phil D'Amato and JJ Hernandez.
1: Yeah, who I think will take action. You know, there's mixed, mixed statistics here, Pete. Uh, Pete's our stats guy. Sir Prince a lot with first-time starters, 16%, which is good. Turf sprints, 27%, which is outstanding. But Phil D'Amato, for as good as he is, you know, with first-time starters and turf sprints at Santa Anita is only 10%. But I think there's some osmosis going on here between D'Amato and the the pedigree and J.J. Hernandez, the top jock out there. you know, I, I think this horse will go favored, and you know he's my best guess. Let's put it that way. I did look at the eleven a, a lot, Howard. I was surprised uh, that he was the morning line favorite. I, I don't love that. Uh, the the sire is seventeen percent with turf sprinters. Um, you know, like Pete and I were saying earlier when, when you were we were delaying because. We were delaying because you sent the wrong link to Jim Goodman. Uh, That's I, 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 right. Well, I, I, you I, just I,
0: called. You just called a filly a he. So we all make mistakes. You know. Oh,
1: only once. Only. well, good. So yeah. far,
0: only once. But I've got a. I've got my counter down here. I couldn't do <laughs> <make it laughs> five, yeah, I mean, five. I mean, I w- the end of the night.
1: I mean, I don't want this eleven as the favorite by, by any means. You know. But I think the horses in this race are a must use. But yeah, I kind of defaulted to Damato Howard, but. Yeah, you know, like I said to Pete earlier, if some horses really take a lot of action in the doubles that you can see, then that that might inform your decisions. Real yeah, quick I'd on say, the
2: real quick, oh sorry, Howard, I was go gonna say go real ahead. quick on the eleven, a couple stats with, which which <clears throat> if you're trying to go against a favorite. Gary Stu, four for 78 in general, just on the turf. So maybe not, maybe not his strength and one for 35 going dirt to turf. So if you're looking to, you know, looking for reasons to play against a favorite, which half the time we usually are, maybe, maybe this just isn't his cup of tea.
0: Listen, she lost at 23 to one by six lengths and everyone sees the 66 buyer. And I got sucked into this horse having this horse second mainly pete because i like the fact she's got some early speed and whenever i'm not sure what to do with the race i sort of default to early speed especially yeah. in a in a turf sprint but i agree with you paul the nines got some breeding um just enough appeal exchange rate there on the damn side i had the same stats for damato seven for 72 the last five years in maidens on the turf sprinting as you said, ten percent. So this is not what Damato does best. But maybe he's just found a field uh, to do that with. Pete, you're going to go with the four live third Asada Fries, uh, four to one for Craig Lewis, who got in a little trouble last time and ran pretty well on turf, although it was a slow fig in her first uh, race.
2: Yeah, it was a uh, the, the yeah, and I guess the you don't mind as much sometimes the the figures can go up from you know a first start to the second to the third so i don't worry about that as much i didn't mind the debut that bad it was okay actually took money was you know five to two basically closed pretty well really pretty much of a pretty slow pace so there was nothing there wasn't a ton to close into the winner from that race wound up running second in a stakes race next out on dirt so makes it more confusing unfortunately and then the last one actually went to dirt and didn't run badly and there was one of those where the winner just gets away we were talking about it with the 11 the horse who won that race just sort of got away and you weren't it it was an easy broke away so the losing by nine doesn't concern me that much i thought this horse might like a little bit extra distance has no early speed though so we're going to need a little something up front and they're it's hard to tell. There isn't a ton of pace on paper, so I don't know if there's going to be speed or not.
0: This is this race is just <laughs> it's, very difficult. It's a tough race. It's and it's really so difficult, race. guys. I'm going with a complete guess, but I have reasons why. I like the 10. Uh, look at her glide a little bit for Papa Bedromo, who actually was standing right in front of me when he won a race at Kentucky Downs, which was pretty cool. And I met him and was able to shake his hand. Very nice gentleman. Uh, did you see the breeding guys? Artie Schiller, uh, there's, there's there there and there is gliding by who also won uh, did well sprinting. So the dam it was a nice turf horse. Looking at Lucky Smart Strike. If you watch the replay, we're not going to show it uh, just to move things along. Guys, she broke a little bit slow. She was climbing. She has that kind of high knee action that I really like on turf. Puts blinkers on. It, it has been working well. 12-1 morning line, you could do worse, right? I mean, I, I think it has some interesting angles. i it, It's a guess, to be honest. Uh, watch the board. I'm going to see what the, how the nine is being played, Paul. If the nine's taking a lot of money, I'm going to upgrade her in my ABC. Otherwise, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a complete spread race and a very tough leg two. Let's go to leg three, guys. Leg three gets back to the stake races and as i already mentioned there are four stake races they're all basically breeders cup preps but guys this is the biggest one because of the four this is the only one that is a win and you're in for the breeders cup at the same racetrack of course in almost skies a month now it is sneaking up on us here it is it is the awesome again it's a grade one three hundred thousand dollars is the purse it's for the older males mile eighth on the dirt it's a prep for the Breeders' Cup Classic, and you see the field of nine. The Moorline favorite is number two, Defunded, for Baffert and Maldonado. Let me go ahead and bring up the banners here and see where we're going. And we are quite different in this race, actually. Let's go to Pete first. Pete and Paul are both going with the Moorline favorite, Defunded. And I'm guessing a big angle for you guys, and Pete, I'll have you go first, is that Defunded really wants to get back to the great race place at Santa Anita.
2: Yeah, that was pretty much it. I don't particularly like the horses in this field that much. I don't, I shouldn't say I don't like them. I don't necessarily trust them to string together good races. So defunded has actually gone the other way and has strung together a couple of bad ones, but they were at least at Del Mar. He's coming back to where he just seems to run much better. I mean, you see the two, the April and May races at Santa, Santa Anita, grade two, grade one, wins. I like the fact that he's doesn't need to be on the lead because there is other speed horses in here. You know, National Treasure, they're putting the blinkers back on. So he probably has no choice but to go to the lead. Stiletto boy sometimes goes to the lead. There's speed in here. So you're comfortable with the funded sitting off if necessary. And again, in a, I think his best is maybe better than some of the others in here. So hopefully getting back to his favored track will bring that out of him. Paul? But again, at two to one, not a horse I would most likely play on, like on a, on a win end, but he would be on a horizontal ticket.
0: Paul?
1: Yeah. You know, the horse is actually won twice at Del Mar, two for seven, but I do look at this horse, how it is one that falls into the category of what we talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, I think this horse definitely like Santa Anita, obviously five for nine. And even with the two wins, I don't think the horse necessarily loves Delmar. Um, I, I played the horse last time and, you know, uh, he should be well rested in this race. Cause he did not lift his hooves last time uh, at five to one. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know, I, I like the uh, distance for the horse. I like the, you know, inside going the road right of ground. To Pete's point, I don't think it's a tremendous field. You know, someone had in the chat earlier about National Treasure. You know, I, I'll tell you, he he can beat me. I, I think the Preakness is a total, total one-off. That was a terrible field. This horse was able to walk around on the lead. And, you know, the Belmont, okay, the Belmont was too far. Uh, the Travis, you know, he was around for a while. Maybe a mile and an eighth. I don't know. That horse can beat me all day. I don't think that horse is that good. And as a result, and I think we'll take money. Um, someone mentioned Skinner in the chat. I don't think Skinner uh, is, is really that good, to be honest with you. Uh, Slowdown Indy I look at as a board horse always around but doesn't usually complete the job so i don't know maybe it's a default senior buscador be careful of him as a at a price on the rail
0: okay well paul you're you good buddy there on the screen pete disagrees he likes national treasure i agree with you about national treasure obviously paul we've talked about this horse ad nauseum i don't like him at all but there are two things that are interesting and this is one of the reasons why i don't love the two and i could be completely wrong about defunded because you guys know i've chased this horse a little bit maybe it is the track i don't like guys the the jockey musical chairs i don't like that jj hernandez gets off defunded to run national treasure and i, I i'm not ready to say that upgrades national treasure because i don't like national treasure but it's amusing for me to downgrade defunded Pete, any you got to back your national treasure second pick here, and talk about the jockey situation because to me, for right or wrong, it matters a little bit. I found that to be very interesting.
2: Yeah, it does matter a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me again. I guess the only thing would be, and I don't know if this was to be the case because it was a while back, but at least Maldonado had ridden defunded before. Hernandez did ride defunded, but now if you're saying to national treasure, if you don't have Velasquez who's maybe his other, you know, who's the other top jock you could put on. And I think yeah, that would be, that would be JJ. So you do that. Yeah. Whereas Maldonado. And again, I don't, I tend not to get bogged down in that stuff just because you can, you could talk yourself off a horse or onto a horse. And meanwhile, your reasoning could be completely wrong. So well, without, yeah, let me ask you a really question. I got to
0: So this is a, yeah, yeah, year sure. and it's a, it's a big race, right? It's a winning you're in. Your I, I'm, I think we'd all agree that Hernandez is the better jockey and more accomplished. Wouldn't yeah. Bafford want, his best, the best jockey on his best horse in this race.
2: Well, maybe, maybe, or, or it's stylistic to, issue. It's like, I was going to say, I maybe it's stylistic to where national treasure, maybe, maybe the fund is a little easier because he's a little more versatile. So you don't have to wear yeah, national maybe. treasure. Maybe you, we were all confused right in the, in the Travers when national treasure took the blinkers off and didn't just gun to the lead. Cause you figure that's his only shot. So you figure maybe here, let's just get this horse on the lead. Maybe JJ is better, you know, maybe Baffert thinks he's better equipped to just do that. They put the blinkers back on again. I don't love any of these horses, so it's hard because they're not consistent race to race in terms of winning. Necessarily They're Some of them, like the one you're about to talk about is pretty consistent, at least hitting the board.
0: Well, Matt Miller's got a comment. Did anyone catch Howard's eyebrow go up when Paul mentioned slow down Andy? If that doesn't signal a power pick, (laughs) <laughs> uh right uh, a tip play i don't know what does uh wow we got balloons in the background what was that about wait what what what's going on there paul
1: i have no idea
0: did you guys see that
1: yeah i did i oh, saw I it i have no idea graphic. what happened
0: did someone what okay i'm completely at a loss i don't know
1: that's uh, a good point i wish i knew how to do it i'd do it all <laughs> the whole show <laughs> that must, must mean slow. slow down who Andy's. wants to look at me
0: for, for, people home, lock, for people that are at home, for people that are that are relisting this, it, we basically just saw like a bunch of like party balloons go in front of Paul. like It's a graphic. I don't know who did that or where that came from, but okay, interesting.
1: Um, I think Michael, Michael Austin has hacked into my computer.
0: <laughs> is that, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, let's move on. Um, slow down Andy is a horse to groan on me, guys. And yes, he has not won uh, since the Del Mar Derby. I, I have no argument there. Guys, he's run two big races. I mean, he he ran well in the Dirt Mile 4 back, the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. He's run well this year. He's in the Met Mile. That was, you know, a tough spot. He was on the lead off a layoff with Cody in there. But, guys, the San Diego handicap, he lost to Senior Buscador, who's come back to flatter his form because Senior Buscador ran well in the Pacific Classic. And Slowdown and Andy ran great in the Pacific Classic. He was a little bit rank early. He got a nice trip three wide, and he, he the only person, people that he lost to, horses, is Arabian Night and go rock and ride, Paul, and they're not in here. So if I have questions on Defunded, I don't like National Treasure. I do like Skinner a little bit. I have him second. Like, I, Senior Buscador also doesn't win that much and has to come from behind. I i, I hate to use default, but I, I like on Andy. I think he's getting better and better. I'm going to go with him. Uh, it's not a strong pick, but, but I like him. And I would rule out Skinner as we're going to move on to the next race, guys. And I liked him in the Pacific Classic a little bit. He was wide. It didn't work out. I don't think he wants a mile and a quarter. I like uh, Smith on him. And I think he's interesting. Maybe I've just got sucked into this horse because of what he did in the spring, guys. But I just see talent here. And I have a lot of questions in this race. A lot of questions.
1: And how how do you not have Senior Buscador in the top three if you like slow down Andy?
0: Because I don't think there's a lot of speed in this race early, and I don't. All like right. That's I don't fair. Think, I don't think the All race right. flow is going to develop because I think National Treasure is going to go, Paul, and slow down Andy. And are going to sit, and Senior Buscador seems to only win when there's a pace meltdown. And I just don't see it here, but That's I am only, using him. I am sees- using him defensively, Paul. I also don't like. I don't think Sanita is conducive to this kind of situation where he's going to close from eight, 10 back. I just don't see it. I he like only the wins.
2: Though. He only wins at a mile and a 16th down too. He, he runs well in the other races, but that's what, by the way, uh, on your uh, slow down, Andy. If you want a quick poopoo stat, which I love to do, um, we
1: like
0: to poopoo. We always. Love I love it.
2: I love it. Doug O'Neill, oh for twenty nine <laughs> in grade ones at Santa Anita, just uh, for you know, just for shits well, and giggles. I'm Ready
0: to make a big play, Pete always just comes there and puts the no, 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 that's it. good. He never that's comes good. out and says, Howard, that's a great idea." Look at this stat. <laughs> it's always. Well, I, I mean, Pete, it's I can make. I can. Way.
2: I can make one up for you if you'd like. No, I mean no, I can no. I can easily make one up. No, but he no, won the cotillion.
1: Doug O'Neill. Doug O'Neill won the
2: cotillion. Yeah, that wasn't at Santa Anita, though. Good point. (laughs) With Edward Maldonado,
1: by the way, who rode very well. It is a very, very good guy, in case anyone cares.
0: No, Pete. I'm glad you do that. You know, I'm glad because it gives. Me no, I mean, thought. it gives. Me, I can't look at every. I think World he's going to win
2: yeah. one of these. Ra- I think he's going to win one of these races, though, because he's always knocking on the door. So maybe it okay. will be this week.
0: By the way, someone that I'm not going to mention left the show in the chat because they had to watch some football game. Guys, we know football's on. That's why we went early. Just put it Who on. Who cares mute.
1: about this division anyway? The,
0: t- the division the is on, crap. Put it on mute and <laughs> listen to us. I mean, it's not that hard, Paul, is it? I mean, come on.
1: The, game, the football game is going to be going on for the next four hours.
2: Yeah, we're gonna okay. be done in
0: 15 minutes. I mean, give us a break. all right. Anyway, we love our viewers. Just talking. Let's Not if you let me and Paul time.
2: talk, we could probably outlast the game good if point. you let us go.
0: <laughs> Maybe I should just sign off right now. Let you guys just take other <laughs> two hours. Sounds good to me. Uh, all right, let's. No, I love talking to everyone here. Let's go to race nine. This is the penultimate leg of the pick five. It's the Eddie D, Eddie Dalajusi. What a great rider. I think people don't Oof. realize well, how good a rider he was. Great. You want a closer, Pete. I know we both like closers in general. You want a closer, okay. Eddie D. Wow. Was he great on closers? Uh, turf, dirt, it doesn't matter. The Eddie D stakes, let me bring up on the screen, is down the hill. Hold on, guys. we got to come back. Yay! We're down the hill. All right. oh Pete, not a fan?
2: No, no. I love down the hill. We're, I think oh, we're right. more mad that the Breeders' Cup isn't down the hill. Oh, please. That was, please. Don't that was more my... That, that, sorry. That was caring. my... Don't I am shaking my head out, for man. that. I apologize. Yes, ridiculous. no. I love down the hill.
0: Yes. What a ridiculous nonsense to not running that down the hill. Anyway, yeah. that's, it's five furlongs for people that don't know what we're referring to. The Breeders' Cup surf sprint at Sanita San this year. This race, though, is down the hill. It's the Eddie D, grade two. I, I, I suppose it's a prep, guys, for the Breeders' Cup sprint. But, obviously, there's a huge difference between five and six and a half. Although, there are some horses in this race that you guys might have uh seen recently because we talked about the green flash stakes if you remember that at del mar which is five furlongs a lane way for example uh i believe brand was in that race also but i know there's a horse that pete's very interested in this race there's the field uh like i said two hundred thousand down the hill more line favorite is the number six no excuse me number two brand sadler and JJ Hernandez, let me put the picks on the screen. And I will say before we go to Pete and Paul, who are chalking out with Bran, so let me do that right now then. The connections guys have said that Bran is not going to the Breeders' Cup uh, turf sprint. They are going to stay just with the sort of fall and winter and early spring stakes at Santa Anita. They are not going to the Breeders' Cup. I guess they don't feel like the horse quite classes up, but Bran is definitely going to be a big factor in this race right there. Paul, you're going to go first. What do you like about Brand going down the hill on Saturday? Well, he,
1: he likes, uh, he likes going down the hill. <laughs> number one. Sure. Um, I gotta tell you how it, I was so close to picking Belnikoff uh, who I have second. I think Belnikov is fascinating in this race. Um, you know, six and a half down the hill it, is it's not it's a sprint in name only right it's very difficult to go all the way i just don't think there's enough pace in this race for balnikoff but
0: really?
1: I, I i well for the way he runs i mean he really needs yeah. a pace to close yeah. into but he will be flying late it's it's trip from in there and how far back he is but I'm definitely using Balnikoff all over the place, but I, I just I, I, I think there'll be pace but just I really he really is a pace dependent horse, I think, if you look at uh, the way he runs but he shows up in the stretch and you know down the hill we want someone coming from behind in the stretch typically. Um, yeah, I mean I think there is some some speed. But I, I didn't think enough, so I, I, I kind of defaulted to Bran. I think Bran is pretty good. Uh, the horse wins. Um, you know, uh, I, I just, again, he likes down the hill. Uh, he's won twice. He likes Santa Anita. Uh, I think he gets a, a, a decent trip. Uh, certainly, Belnikov's not going to get in his way early because Belnikov walks out of the gate. So yeah, so I, I landed on Bram, but I will be using Belnikov, especially in one of our special little reverse tri-keys, Howard.
0: Very nice. Uh, We feel the same way about Balnikov. I have that one second. I'll talk about Balnikov a little more in a minute. Uh, Pete, why don't you expound the virtues also of Bran. You've got him on top. And by the way, if you guys look at the bottom of the screen, it's pretty unusual that two of us of the three have a horse on top and the other person does not have that horse anywhere in the top three. So uh, one of us is going to be really wrong or really right, mainly me. Uh, But I'll talk about Bran in a second. Pete, what do you like about Bran?
2: I mean, pretty much everything Paul said. The only thing I'll add is, again, he was off a a year long layoff in the last one in the green flash. I think that was a little sharp for him, too. And he also was just way in the back. So he, you know, he he didn't break well. He was sort of stuck way in the back. And still, he he closed a little bit, didn't do much, was was sort of wide. But I looked at that as maybe that was just sort of a, a tightener, a prep race for this. So the way I was looking at it was if that's all that that was, we have Hernandez back up again. We know Brand likes it better here than at Del Mar, we assume. So getting him back to the track that he likes and getting him at a little bit more, you know, getting more distance. We know this plays a little longer. He can he he can come from. I think he'll be a little bit more tactical. Hopefully this time he won't be stuck way in the back And again, he's working well, so it shows that maybe off that last race, he's just sharper now, second off a year-long layoff, and maybe just ready to run. And I mean, he's just high quality. Aside from last week, or sorry, last race, he always runs his race, and he's always right there. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he doesn't, but he always gives you his best.
0: Uh, Noah Maher in the chat from Rouge, Booza. Noah, thanks for joining the show. We're going to see you next week. And we're going to see Noah, of course, because he's a student at the University of Kentucky. He said divorce papers. Noah, if you want to clarify, if you're still watching, I'm, I'm not sure who he means divorce papers, if he means Bran or not. Guys, here's my thing on Bran. Again, he can win. I'm not saying he can't win. I His biggest num fig was a 101, right? And that was a Kentucky Downs, Paul's favorite track um i love it right i know you do uh look guys he's run low to mid 90s most of his career he could be better second off a layoff but there is other speed in this race he's probably going to get a good trip i i just i don't like him at a low price and i think there's others that are a lot more interesting and paul i'm going to disagree with you a little bit on the speed situation because in my opinion uh this three might be going with blinkers on for mandela You know the five is going for noble refraction. Who, by the way, the five's gone. The five-one-three back. I don't know if you guys remember, but I picked that horse on top. um, Actually, way back in April when he like set a track record, and I liked him a little bit at a price. You probably don't remember that, but I do. But anyway, this horse is definitely going for sure. Agree with that, yeah. Um, And and I think you know the eight is not that slow with Bravo. I think you know that horse is going to go. It just It's hard for me to believe that there's not going to be a fast pace in this race. And because of that, I'm going to go with the seven, guys. I'm a gambler. I love, 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 love the turn back from a mile to down the hill. Guys, it's a big angle for me. It's worked very well. It's worked for many handicappers. Will it work uh, for me on uh, Saturday? I don't know. Guys, he always looms up. He takes the lead. And then, like, mid-stretch, you just can't quite get there. But that's because he's running a mile. Look what he did in France. In France uh, – I'm sorry, in Great Britain, excuse me. He was a turf sprinter going mainly, like, six and seven. That's what this horse wants to do. He's run big figs against nice horses. I see no reason why I'm a gambler, guys. Cannot just, like, sit off the speed and go by in the lane. The stamina is going to be there. I agree with you, Paul, on Balnikoff. Uh, the one thing I'll mention about Balnikov, and then we'll get any final thoughts from you guys and move on. Little Feather, Billy Cott, sharp people, right, guys? There must be a reason why they're signing this horse here and not in the next race, which is the City of Hope going a mile. Because I was like, why is Balnikov in that race? You know why? They must think that this horse could handle the down the hill. And again, another turn back. I love this horse down the hill. I don't love the rail, though, for this horse, Paul because that is not good down the hill. It's the opposite kind of situation there. Uh, but this horse will be absolutely flying late. I'm going 7-1-6. Final thoughts, Peter, Paul, with the 7. Pete, you've got third or anything else. We'll, we'll go to last race.
2: I would bet the 7 to win, so I'm with you. I, if I, 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 To me, the 2, 6, and the 7 were sort of all even A's for me, right. so I put them in this order just because... No reason, really. I have all three as sort of the same sort of <laughs> tier. I really like the seven as well. So I am I have no argument against that. Balnikoff, to me, I think you hit on, the nail on the head. I worry that he's going to get shuffled too far back and it's going to be a little sharp for him. He'll be flying and he'll get third or second. And I like what Paul said about putting him. If he was a little higher odds, too, it'd be better if you can get him in double digits and you can get him in sort of that second, third back wheel kind of spot would be awesome.
0: So people are still coming about the balloons, by the way. I I, I guess we're all old. I, so battery said don't teach Paul how to do that. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> He'll do oh, it all please. show. He'll just be without question. Now, don't, listen, don't, if, you do, if you can do balloons with that graphic, I'm sure you can do some other stuff that we probably shouldn't say and mention on the show. Like uh, little poo uh, poo yeah. coming the, the emoji poo poo is <laughs> dropping down or something. I don't know. But, oh Who knows what, who knows what you can do. Uh, By the way,
2: we should mention Richard, Richard mentioned in the chat that lane way, because it's a, my race horse will probably take some money. So lane way could get bet down even more and, and has a really good shot. I think in this race, I think the last race was, was too sharp Uh, again, another one off a nine month, basically a nine month, or I guess it looks more like eight month layoff getting back to down the hill, which he loves. So you're getting the six horse. He's probably going to be too low of a price, yeah. but he loves it down the hill. He loves Santa Anita and he's second off of a pretty long layoff. So he makes a ton of sense as well.
0: Jose Manuel uh, Camacaro, desde Bejumo uh, Caraboro, Venezuela. So he's from Venezuela. What's up, Jose? Como estas? Estor bien. Thanks for joining the show, man. We appreciate We love our Latin American viewers maybe he knows siggy mendoza we should we should ask if if jose knows siggy mendoza but anyway we love our latin american viewers let's get some more jose bring your amigos on the show let's get some more uh a bigger fan base from latin america guys we've seen the demographics we literally have people from all over the world that watch the show it is pretty cool from europe from asia from the mid east it's, it's it's pretty neat let's go to the last race guys because we want to find all these people some a winning pick five ticket on Saturday. So let me go switch the banners here. The last race it's the City of Hope Mile. We just mentioned, let me take this banner off the screen right now and bring up this one. Guys, they're going a mile. It's a grade two on the turf. Another good field, field of nine. More line favorite off the layoff for D'Amato and Hernandez. The number four, Hong Kong, Harry, like I said, five to two, Morning line. You see a lot of fours and sevens on the screen. Uh, Pete, we'll start with you. Pete is set out a little unusually a bit chalky tonight. Pete going with Hong Kong Harry. Nothing wrong yeah. with that, Pete. At no, all?
2: I was pissed. I was pissed because I, <laughs> I I sent you the picks before I saw the morning line, and then when I yeah. saw the morning lines, I was like, "Oh crap! I probably I might have switched them a bit, but you know, you pick who you like. I, there's nothing you could do about that. Yeah. And none of them are none of them are huge, huge chalk. So, Hong Kong Harry, I think he's another one. We we talked about the HFC that that horse for course. Did I get those letters right? Yes. That Paul mentioned earlier, three for five at Santa Anita. Likes the distance and and the one thing for him that I that I sort of noted was he hasn't really reached sort of his peak that he had in 2022 when he was just awesome, but the difference is too the three races he's had in 2023 are all grade ones so the competition and he lost to Exalted who's great up to the Mark who's great Gold Phoenix who's pretty great he's been losing to high quality competition this one seems like maybe they're taking him back and Tomatoes putting him back amongst horses. That he might just be better than. So I think that little bit of class relief, especially just on the top end. So maybe not depth, but I, I think that puts him more in the position of, hey, I'm just as good or better than these horses, as opposed to running up against some monsters that are harder to run down. That's pretty My, much it.
0: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to read about this horse. My guess, and this is a guess, maybe some out there, someone out there already knows, maybe the information's already out there. Pete and Paul, this looks like that they rested him up on purpose to get a prep and then go to the Breeders' Cup on mile and, and take their chances there. That's, take a shot. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't know if the horse was hurt, but I, it doesn't look that way. There's nothing wrong with taking a shot. He loves this course. He's a very honest American. He's got absolutely no chance at hell to finish in the top two probably in the Breeders' Cup mile, in my opinion, if some good Euros come. That being said, he's probably one of the better milers along with Casa Creed in the United States, and he's going to be on his home turf so that's what it looks like to me you don't
2: get too many opportunities to run the readers cup at your track no, you so don't. who the heck cares if you got a quality horse put him in yeah
0: this is the horse to beat right paul I, assuming he's ready um i don't know if he's gonna be 100% cranked but he's probably gonna be you'd think 90% cranked you think
1: yeah but you know I, I think the ride's gonna be really important here howard uh, again i think this uh, he's a little pace dependent as well yeah he is and I don't think looking again, looking at this race on paper, at least, uh, there, are how many horses nine, I think uh, I, yeah, I don't think you're winning this race from seventh. I think he's going to be no. more like mid pack, uh, to win this race. So I'm going to, you know, kind of trust that, uh, Hernandez will do that, um, you know, I, I think I use the five second for that reason. Although I hate playing horses that were 21 to one last time will be lower this time, but yeah. I do think the five has a chance to lead this. And again, I might be reading this wrong, but I, I don't see this as being a, a meltdown type race. Uh, you know, I think the horse you like uh, who I'm using as an A twist has a chance to be tactical. I'm not sure what, you know, what, Kent was the Somo was doing last time having him that far back, but clearly that's not how he wants to run. I'd love to and move, we, love we, to move, can move can the barrios
0: the there. Oh, Let's absolutely. Watch, can we watch the stretch here? Someone in the chat, I'm trying to remember who said twist is their best. I think Richard Avalar. Uh, there yes. it is, his best bet of the day. I've got a three star play here on twist, and I my stars are out of four, not five. I just want oh, to show yeah. the stretch run. We haven't shown a lot of replays tonight, guys. Very quickly, this is the race, uh, that was won by Dejour twist is the nine era is the 10, by the way, he's also in this race. Watch the, watch the stretch run guys here, because this is something to, to pay attention to. Let me get to the end here. Watch. Let me freeze it right here. Okay. Twist is right here. And instead of going wide, the jock side is decided to stay on the inside and right here next to him in the white cap is era Watch what happens to twist guys. He's right here, and oh boy, that was a bad study. If you guys saw that there, right? And then now he's on the wrong lead, and he's in between. And right about here is when he's able to sort of gather and straighten himself out. And the jock just gave him one right-handed tap, and he's now he's passing horses. And that that one study, and it's right here. There's Aradeo. There's Twist. I'm going to show one more time in case people didn't catch it. Again, watch this horse right here on the saddler. Green, I'll let watching. Your thoughts here, guys, on this study? Ooh. No, I agree.
2: Okay. I agree. Yeah, I mean, he could he could have easily at least gotten second or been close to second. I, I agree with that in that race. Yeah, I mean, he obviously, wasn't Dujour was a monster that day. He wasn't beating him, right. but. He, he could have at least finished in the in the money. and would have looked a little yeah. cleaner on. Yeah, I mean, we. The, I, I assume the Berrios moved back to, over to Berrios again, had to be part of what you liked <laughs> about it. Yeah, agree. Noah 100 percent. Can you read
0: that, Pete, for people that are listening? Yeah,
2: Noah mentioned DeSormo to Berrios is a huge, huge upgrade. No hatred no, no hatred intended or necessary, but it's yeah. definitely an upgrade. And, and he is actually, he's run on this horse. So Barrios is familiar with twist as well. So, you know, you like that a bit
0: as well. Uh, we got out oh, here come the Latin Americans. There we go. Del Video. Very nice. All right. How do you say the horse? I don't know video. I'm sorry. There you go. But anyway, Uh, I know some Spanish, but not enough to sorry about that. But anyway, we love our Latin American viewers. I'm sure someone will comment there. Um, what cool Kev? Hey, look, throwing some beers our way, guys. Cool Kev, salute, fellas. All right, there you go. Uh, I just got my water, but you know, while I have a a water show on you, cool Kev, thanks a lot, man, for joining the show. Appreciate that. Um, okay, I think that covers everything we want to get to, guys. Let's go to the let's go to our it's a fun race, and I like twists quite a bit. Let's go to our pick fives and, end our tickets here and end the show. And again, for those of you that are new, we have a lot of new viewers. Thanks for watching. We have shows Wednesday nights, Thursday nights. We have a lot of shows coming up for the breeders cup. Please tell your friends about the HHH racing podcast. Go to our YouTube channel, go to our website. We've got power picks. we got a lot of things going on. We've been on for a little over two and a half years. We have a ton of subscribers, thousands of listeners and viewers Really appreciate the love that everyone shows out there for the show. Let's go to the pick fives, guys. Here we go. Pete, you're going first. Pete's pick five ticket, two, three. We're going to go pretty quick, guys. Two, three with four, six, nine, with two, seven, with one, two, six, seven, with four, five, seven, eight. That's a $96 ticket, Pete.
2: Yeah, the only thing I'll say is I had a tough time putting a ticket together because I probably would have gone deeper in a couple of races. I probably wouldn't play it this way because I couldn't find a single to lean on. So even in the first leg where I went skinny with Arabian Lion and Dr. Shival, I would actually, at first, I think I was about four deep there in the Awesome Again. The Awesome Again, I probably could have added another horse. And then in the second leg, we, we talked about Paul and I, that race is wide open. Who the heck knows? I went three deep, but I probably could have gone six deep in that one. And the last two I actually wound up going a little bit deeper there just because I felt like the horses, I couldn't separate my top choices. So I didn't want to chop any. So nothing too, there's not real strategy as much as I just wanted to make sure I covered the horses that I really liked. And I want to include a couple of prices along
0: the way. I just noticed our banner on the top right. For those that are watching, it's like a beautiful moon shining over the wonderful Arcadia racetrack of San Anita. That's a, it; just fits perfectly on there, and the color scheme is nice. Pete, I like your ticket, uh, especially going thin in the first race. You'll see my ticket. I feel the same way as does Paul Allen, who's also going two three to start his yeah. ticket. And yeah. what's this dollar amount at the end? Well, we'll get to
2: my that. ticket. Two, my three. ticket was one oh eight two. Paul and I. I oh. Don't you
1: watch the national there's, news? There's inflation.
0: There's also True. maybe a shutdown, unfortunately, but that, that's not a laughing matter.
1: Maybe. By the way, uh, shutdown on Sunday. I'll be doing a one-day trip to Aqueduct and back because we're not interested in the air traffic controllers being not paid on, on a day and having them be a little less enthusiastic about their job. So <laughs> uh, I'll, yes. be, I'll be coming back right after the race. I anyway, think the yeah, time. peace we could do business if you look at our two tickets. We could put a ticket together. We're very, I thinking
2: that. We're, we're very similar. I think we had the last three or, the three or so, we had the horse on top the same. So, yeah, we might have to talk about that.
0: Paul, of all the things that we don't want in this country would be less enthusiastic air traffic controllers. Correct. That's, that's, a, that's not a good not a
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and That's we all you have you. Right? You've got a flight coming up next week. We got Santa. Yeah, please. place. Okay. Well, uh,
0: well, yeah. Well,
1: so well. I, I I wish I wish I could have found a single. To be honest with you, because you I would read like your to.
0: Paul, sorry, we didn't read your. Text. Yeah, Go
1: ahead, you read absolutely. It. Yeah, I'm two three with two five nine eleven with one two eight with one two five with four five seven. Uh, I would like to be a little deeper in leg two and I wouldn't hate being one more deeper in leg four. I I almost only went too deep in the penultimate leg, which is the ninth race, and that is the uh, Eddie D. Um, I am using Belnikov. I almost went one, two there. Um, but I, I got a feeling, uh, as a really crazy horse, I did put Noble Reflection on my ticket, Howard, um, and, <laughs> Just because.
0: I remember you know. how much that horse frustrated you when he won. I remember talking about it. Yeah,
1: but again, we'll see. I don't think the race is as fast as you do. I mean, it, okay. it, down the hill is not a good good format for, you know, a slow wire to wire thing. But but anyway, if I that would be an option, taking him out and going deeper in those other two. But I'm okay. with Pete that I'm going to try to get by the first leg with those two. There you go.
0: All right. My ticket is actually quite different, and I like when we're different, guys, because it gives people at home listening and watching different opinions of what they want to do. So I, I'm slightly different for certain reasons. Uh, my ticket is under budget. It's $96. I am also going 2-3. I just – I'm going to use other horses in the sprint uh, first leg, but I'm mainly 2-3 also, just chalking out. I'm going 2-3 with 4, 5, 7, 9, 10, 11, with 3-4 with one, two, six, seven, with four, seven, the race I'm worried about most, which I think is pretty obvious based on our handicapping on my ticket would be the awesome. Again, only three, four is very risky. That'd be Skinner and slow down Andy. Yes. I'm using defunded. I'm using actually, as I look at my ticket and this will be part of our power picks tip sheet. So if you belong to our power picks tip sheet, you'll see all of our ABC grids guys. I am as of right now, going uh six to seven deep in the awesome again there's just a lot of great horses i do not trust i like four seven in the last i know it's chalky i know two three is chalky to me the price will be in like two guys because i don't know what the hell is going to happen in that turf sprint. and i'm going a little bit deeper in the uh down the hill race because again i don't love turf sprints even down the hill and i don't know i have some questions in that race too so there's my 96 dollar ticket Guys, as we close the show, Mr. Hallern, we'll go to you first. We got uh, Copper Missile, one of our horses that we all have a small piece of running in race four at Churchill on Saturday. There's a great card in Belmont. You're going to be at Belmont for Cody's Wish. You got Santa Anita, two great uh, also stake races at Churchill that we previewed on Tuesday. I love this time of year, Pete. This is one of my favorite months from now until the Breeders' Cup. It's going to be awesome. Good. Yeah,
1: and I have you, uh, nice for you. Paul. Yeah, I have St. James the Great, my Catholic boy that I own a little piece uh-huh. of is running Sunday at Laurel. Oh, good so luck. There.
2: Good luck with St. James the Great. And hey, if, Howard, you need somebody, know, if you need somebody to represent you in the winner's circle, let's go. He's going to win,
1: Pete. Let's go. He's actually on the AE. He's got a draw in. Uh He's exactly. the first also eligible. Howard, I assume you won't be at Keeneland by Thursday, which is too bad because slated to run on opening day is... Oh, no. Dracoa? Dracone, yes.
0: I was going to ask you when Dracone was running next. Dracone is lot.
1: is is going to enter if everything goes well in the uh, non-winners of two allowance on Thursday, opening day.
0: Oof. Really? Well, good luck to you, Paul. I'm not going to be. Yeah, he's run well. He's he's
1: cool. really he ran well in uh, Saratoga. He's running he run well.
0: Uh, he did. Good luck to Dracone. That's going to be yeah. a, a fun spot. I'm actually, my flight gets in Saturday at. Uh, post-time race one, so I'm actually getting in a little bit later for this w- next weekend, but I'm staying through Monday because that's Columbus Day, guys, the Monday after the Fall Stars weekend, and I'm playing golf with Kyle Roscoe and Noah Maher in Lexington. How about that? That's how I'm starting oh, that day off. Good. So, be good. Nice. Uh, Pete, final thoughts. Pete Visco.
2: It's a great weekend. I mean, there's there's stakes races all around. We're getting close to Breeders' Cup time, so we'll see. These are the some of the uh, most of these horses or all of these horses. The last time we're going to see them before the Breeders' Cup, so pay attention. And then, like you said earlier, Howard, overseas, there's a bunch. The Arc is this weekend, so it's a great weekend for racing, top to bottom.
0: No, it's it's a great weekend. It's a great time of year. The weather's pleasantly cool hopefully in the east we'll get some more sun because it's been brutal i know on in the northeast there with the weather but we really thank everyone for watching we also want to thank uh jim goodman director of uh wagering at uh keeneland who does a tremendous job and we're going i'm gonna see him uh next weekend as well please again check out our power picks below the video player regular power picks on saturdays keeneland only power picks are now on sale. Again, look below the video player for all of the information in the description. For Jim Goodman, Pete Visco, Paul Halloran, this has been Howard Kravitz, episode 293 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Crush your bets. I think we should all say it together sometime. Crush your bets. Hopefully it's all uh, sunshine and balloons, Paul Halloran, at Saturday at Sandia. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye. It's one of the best podcasts in the country.